Purusha, A Sonic Adventure, Episode 3, Lunar Concert. interrupting? No, it's fine. Pal, stop the metronome. Sorry, I, I heard you playing and um, I, I thought some human company would be nice. You're up early too. I was considering a run, but I just can't bring myself to do it today. Ah, oh, are you having a grey day? A grey day? That's what my dad used to call them. No particular problems, just everything seems grey. Even the things you like. Hmm. Yeah, I think I am. A grey day. Yeah, that hits the nail on the head. You ever have a grey day, pal? I'm afraid if I had a day where I decided not to do anything, then the ship would cease to function, and you would all die. Well, it's good to hear you have an iron work ethic, then. Oh, I just don't want to spend another hour running nowhere on a treadmill for no reason other than to stop my muscles collapsing. To be fair... That's a pretty good reason. Mm-hmm. You could start writing. Ugh. Come on, let's go for a walk. I have an idea. Don't get me wrong, I love procrastinating, but walking in circles around the same white corridors isn't really scratching my itch. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing last night. It's cramped, and it shouldn't be. Perusha's a big ship, but it's also... samey. So what? You want to put some posters up? Paint the corridors? Actually, I was having a poke around in Pow's archives, and I think I can do one better. Pow has a collection of binaural recordings. By what? Binaural. 360 degree recordings. Surround sound? Exactly. And Pow's got a library of thousands of them, different places all over the earth. So... So, Pow has speakers everywhere. Listen, Pow, FX Drive, please. Play Timmouth Seaside in all the immediate corridors. Okay. Et voila. We're back on Earth, a crowded beach. In the middle of a sticky English summer. I love it. Even better with your eyes closed. You can practically feel the sand in your toes. Oh, I'd give my left arm for a Mr Whippy. What else is there? Literally thousands. Pow, play Times Square in the cargo hold. Okay. Ready? Let's go. Hello, New York. Oh my god. It's actually stressing me out. This is incredible. 
Why does he have all these? No idea. Probably another quiet land research project. Or maybe it's to remind us of home when we need it. I was thinking we could use them to sound code the ship. Give each room and corridor a bit of variety. Might make the Perusha feel a bit bigger. Give a sense of some company as well. You're a genius, Muller. Let's do it. Where's next? We're heading into the Beta Wing. What do you reckon? If we could go anywhere in the world, where to? Guatemala. Guatemala? Yep. Got anything from there, pal? I can play Guatemalan Rainforest. That'll do nicely. Ready? Take me back. raining. It was always raining. You've been? Been? I used to live in a tree house there. I briefly became a musical sensation in the city. What? Oh yeah, I'm huge in Guatemala. You never mentioned that. But then I left to take part in a three-month tuk-tuk race across the Indian desert with a drag queen and a war veteran. (laughs) Surely I've mentioned that before. That was character building. Anyway, now I'm here writing songs for a cosmic blob. The latest in a long line of strange and ill-advised choices. Are you missing home as well? Bits of it. I miss this. This rainforest. Even though I've never been there, or actually seen it. I miss it. I miss seeing natural things. How long do you think before we see a plant again? Who knows what we'll see when we wake up. A jungle the size of a galaxy. Planets made of ice. Solar rings and sand dunes. Sorry, I know rules. No speculating. It's fine. We can speculate a little if you want. Go on then. What do you think we'll see when we wake up? I think we'll wake up 35 years from now. Look out the window and it will look exactly the same. Like going into someone else's home and seeing they have the same IKEA furniture you do. Well, that's boring. What about the frequency? What about it? You were so certain it couldn't be an it. So what is it? I don't know. Maybe some kind of black hole that draws in sound rather than light? It doesn't excite you? Then why are you here? I make very rash decisions. You're just chasing a cosmic melody across the universe because you've got nothing better to do. Exactly. You know, until a few years ago, no one had ever seen a black hole before. Everyone thought they knew exactly what they looked like because of cartoons or films or whatever, but no one had ever actually seen one. But the scientific community knew that they existed decades ago, They had to exist, because if they didn't, then all their other formulas fell apart. So... So all that noise, the frequency, this is the opposite. It's a mathematical impossibility. Nothing in the formula of the universe allows room for a noise like that. Something that big and loud and melodious. The frequency breaks the formula, and 
I want to be there when it all comes undone. You know, you're not half as stupid as you'd have people think. Thanks. And you're not as boring as you pretend to be. Thanks. Where did you learn all that? Well, vagrant musician wasn't always the master plan. I think my parents would have preferred I stick with the whole physicist thing, but the best laid plans, eh? Higher powers were calling and I answered. Do you believe in God? Oof, here we go. Just between us. It's not a trap. (sighs) To quote Stephen Hawking, science doesn't remove the existence of God, it just makes him meaningless. So, no. I just believe if he does exist, which... Then I imagine he's sat back twiddling his thumbs and smiling whilst a self-sufficient world runs its course without him. But what you just said about black holes, not seeing them but knowing that they're there, believing in something without proof, that's faith. No, that's maths. Then maybe they're closer than you think. I don't think they can be further apart. Does it bother you? What? I believe in God. Should it? It bothers Quietland. Most people seem to think that being a scientist and believing aren't compatible. You're allowed to believe whatever you like. I just can't picture you in a church being all smells and bells. I don't go to that kind of church. Go on then, Captain. Do you think we're going to find God out there? That for thousands, millions of years, God has done nothing, and now for no reason, he started singing to us from across the galaxy, and we're going to be the ones that find him. Is that stranger to you than travelling 35 years and seeing nothing? Yes. I just... I'm with Ambed. That sound is more than just random noise. It's not just feedback. It's enough to make a whole planet stop and take notice. It's... Biblical? It must mean something. Like I said, everything makes sound if you know how to listen. Icebergs colliding, tectonic plates cracking, black holes merging. There are things in space larger and stranger than we can possibly imagine. We don't know what's making that sound. I just think that to go directly to God, it... Lacks creativity. But it might be alive. Another living thing. Well, what we define as living is very human-centric. Biological. Maybe. Quietland thinks that whatever it is, is massive, James. To emit a sound like that across this distance, and for us to receive it so clearly and consistently, is huge. It's impossibly big. So we're on the hunt for a living creature the size of a universe? And this is the first time we've heard of it. And we're only picking up one. Mobius Dick, the white whale of space. Well then, what is it? I don't know. Well, who lacks creativity now? It's easy to be a cynic, James. It's harder to be the one who dreamt up the black hole in the first place. Why do you need it to be God so bad? I don't need it. You've got things you need to say to our thumb-twiddling Lord Almighty? You need your Sunday confessional? 
We're already talking to it, James. That's what all this is. All this time, writing and performing, we're talking. We just don't know what we're saying. We don't know what it wants or what it will do when it hears us. But we're talking. You think your God might be something to fear? We'll see. What should we play for the bridge? What about the frequency? Quietly, but there. Just as a reminder of what we're all working towards. Do you think? I can't work out if I find it beautiful or if it makes my skin crawl. Somewhere between the two. Answers or annihilation. I don't have a problem with your beliefs, Muller. You're a great captain. That's all that matters to me. Thanks, James. Whatever you're looking for out there, whatever you hope that thing is, I'll help you find it. Pow, play the frequency. Quietly. Now can I ask you a question? Here we go. Who are we expecting on the Philharmonic? What? Yesterday. I said that from now on it's just the four of us and you said it wasn't true. So who are we expecting? Mm, I didn't think you were paying attention. We weren't the first launch. Huh. Yep. They sent out the first crew two years ago. Two-man ship. A test run before we went. Are they musicians? The composer and the soloist. Who are they? That's all I know. Quiet Lamb refer to them only as the composer and the soloist. So we're not going to be the first ones aboard the Philharmonic? Probably not. All being well, they'll have had a two-year head start on us. Why didn't they tell us? I guess it doesn't matter. Doesn't it? It wasn't my decision. Well, what else aren't they telling us? That they helped fake the moon landing, the Queen's a lizard, and Ambeg cars, and Android. Things I didn't already know. Is there more? Yes, James. But I'll only tell you if I deem it relevant. And right now, I think you're golden. Well, does anyone else know? No, and you're not going to tell them. I'll tell you and the others everything I know when we're ready. But for now, I prefer it if this conversation remained between us. Understood? Yeesh. No one puts Muller in the corner. Shut up. Don't say anything, okay? Your secret is safe with me. Right. You ready to do some work now? Tomorrow is the Lunar Concert, after all. I know, I know. Powell reminds us every hour. Speaking of which, Pow, schedule a group rehearsal for tonight after dinner. We need to start stitching it all together and working out what everyone's going to play. Get hold of Isaac as well. I need to talk logistics. Yes, Mama. Adding those to your schedule now. Oh, Isaac was talking the other day about interviews with some magazines. Apparently they want to feature us. Finally. Fame. No, thank you. Any thoughts on what you'll play? Nope. You could just chance it on the night. Absolutely not. Well, uh, why don't you play something with me? Uh, I... I don't know. Come on. How bad could it be? Only one way to find out. 
Thank you all for tuning in to the lunar concert aboard the spaceship Purusha. We've been orbiting 170 miles from the moon's surface for inspiration, and I think you'll agree she's quite a sight. We have one more song for you this evening before we have to quality check these recordings and broadcast them to the frequency. If you thought critics on Earth were tough. That is what this Quiet Land mission is building towards. I'm sure by now you'll have heard snippets of the frequency in one form or another, but this evening we thought we'd let you hear it exactly as we can, all the way from beyond the moon and straight into your homes. So to end this evening, we have an ensemble arrangement for you with the support of our very talented onboard AI, POW. It is a pleasure to perform for you all this evening. This is Chase Polaris. And we're done. That's a wrap. Cameras are off, you guys. You can all relax. Oh, my face hurts from smiling. Cameras are definitely off, right? Was that okay, Isaac? Guys, that was amazing. You're all amazing. Those songs. Wow, I mean, I knew you were good, but that was 
something else. Was that a lot of work or is it is it genuinely that inspiring up there? It was a lot of work. Stop it, James. I think it's been coming to me quite easily, actually. You were in your element, Muller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Purusha. Playing for you tonight, we Shut have... up, James! <laughs> yeah, whose idea was it to give Colebrook a laughter track? His ego was already planet-sized. No, but seriously, pal, if you could arrange it so that I get a laughter track after everything I say, that would be great. <laughs> I love you. No, overruled. Don't make me Frankenstein you. Ooh. Was that okay, Isaac? Did I hit all the marks? I think so. Early signs are really positive. The people back on Earth really want to live vicariously through you guys. You're becoming celebrities back here. You're space explorers. Cosmic musicians. Gross. I love it. I think you hit every mark. Did it sound scripted? No. That's a yes. No, 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 no. It was perfect, Muller. Good job. Listen, I'm really sorry, but we're getting requests coming in for private interviews with each of you. Some magazines and TV stations that want some press spots. I hate to ask for more when you've already done so much, but this is all really great publicity for Quietland. You don't need to ask me twice. Do we have to? Yes. It's not that I don't want to help, but I'd be worried about saying the wrong thing. Well, I can't force you, but we'd strongly prefer you did. We'll do it. It's fine. Seriously, just be yourselves and you'll be great. Uh, If you'd like to get yourselves into a recording booth each, and we'll organise the calls there. Thanks again, guys. Let's chat after. So we're sat here with space rock star and Earth heartthrob, James Colbrook. Hello and hello Earth. So does it break your heart to know how many adoring fans you have down here on Earth who would throw themselves at you right now? It does. It really does. But after our stay on the Philharmonic, once we've got to the bottom of this frequency... We'll be coming home, and with Quietland's state-of-the-art cryogenic technology, I won't have aged a day. So ladies, if you miss me, then play your grandkids my records and tell them I'd love to meet them when I get back. Space musician, it's not your average job, and it's certainly not the normal trajectory for a guitarist. Tell us how it all happened. Well, it all started on a banana farm in Australia. And of course, it isn't just Ambedkar that we have joining us today, but Purusha's onboard artificial intelligence unit, or I believe, as you call him, Pau for short? Exactly. Dobishau, Pau. Say hello. Hello, Earth. And am I right in saying that you are the one responsible for designing, Pau? In a way, yes. You don't need to be modest. Well, a lot of the technology was already there. I just started to put it all together in a more user-friendly manner. Which of your lifelong passions came first, music or science? Good question. I mean, from a young age, my parents were very keen that I started practicing both. I think I had a saxophone and a calculator in my hand the moment I put down the bottle. Of course. Your parents were both very famous in their own right for their work. Somewhat controversially in some cases. Is that what pushed you towards this direction, career-wise? I don't know about any controversy, but definitely. My parents both loved their jobs and would often bring their work home with them. I don't know what most families discuss around the dinner table, but mine usually talked at length about the inner workings of the brain. I was always fascinated in that. While some would say your father, in particular, took his experiments a little too far, what was the name of his digital afterlife project? 
Arcadia. Wouldn't you say that was pushing the boundaries of acceptable behaviour, even for a scientist? Whenever there are wise men, there are people who wanted to accuse their accomplishments of playing God. If they fail, they are branded monsters, and if they succeed, they're pioneers. And your father? I guess he died before we could find out. I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but when they announced the lineup of astronauts, I found you to be the most surprising inclusion. Oh, right. Why is that? Well, I just think on paper the others are... I can see why they were logical contenders. Mueller's military experience, Ambedkar, the virtuoso scientist, and Colebrook, the, uh... How shall we say... Wild card? Yes. But then we have you, Emir, a classical pianist in the prime of her career. That's kind of you to say. A woman that could play with any orchestra anywhere in the world, and instead she chooses space. There must be a reason. I don't know. It's different when you live it, I guess. I've never considered myself in the prime of my career, at any stage. I always felt I was behind where I wanted to be. When I was young, I wanted to be famous. When I was famous, I wanted to start a family. And when I started a family... That brings me to my next question. I thought that might come up. I'm sure it's a question a lot of people will be asking. You spend a year in relative absentia to have your first child, and everyone, myself included, was waiting with bated breath to find out what you would be returning to. It's something of an understatement to say that this mission's a bit of a... Mistake? I was going to say surprise. I've always been a firm believer in following my instincts. You know, we first discovered that our music was affecting the frequency about the same time I heard Little Devon's heart beating for the first time on an ultrasound. I knew immediately that it was what had to come next. Motherhood and then whatever that is. That's what I needed to pursue. That decision can't have been easy. It wasn't. It, it isn't. How old is Little Devon now? He'll be coming up a year soon. How do you explain that to your family, friends, loved ones? That all this is important? That all this really is the next step in what, until now, has been a formidable career and not... Not what? Running away. Maybe it is, I don't know. But you've heard the frequency. You've heard the same thing we have. Some musicians want to play with certain bands, conductors or composers or in a certain building, whatever. I've done that. I can honestly say that I achieved everything I set out to and then... I heard that. This thing that communicates in the language I've spent my life trying to master, and that feels important. It doesn't feel like running away when the very thing you are running towards is so massive and unknowable and, frankly, terrifying. But what will your son think when he grows up and you're not there? I don't know what you want me to say to that. I think we're done here. Would you say that your role as a leader is a front? What do you mean? Well, you can come off quite intimidating. Good. Is that the real Miller, or is that a facade? I'm sure the years it's taken to reach this station hasn't been easy as a... Oh. A woman? Exactly. Nailed it. That's what I want to know. And what everyone wants to know is what is Captain Muller like? Beneath that uniform. Excuse me? Let me rephrase. What happens when section leader Muller finally lets her hair down? Well, we only get limited washing facilities on the Perusha, so I think that it's in everyone's interests. I keep my hair up for the time being. OK, OK, OK. What about this? What are you most scared of? You know what they say. <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. 
you four are heading into the heart of the unknown. Doesn't that frighten you? The training for this mission was incredibly rigorous. Quiet Lamb made us drill every scenario under the sun. I think I speak for myself and the rest of the team when I say we're ready for whatever space throws at us. What about aliens, new planets, that noise? The frequency, that must scare you. Anything that knows how to love music can't be all that bad, right? Not when music is such a beautiful thing. If you can imagine it tapping its foot to a little tune, it doesn't seem so bad. Come on, we have a right to know. Are you not going to tell me what scares you? I guess I'm most scared that we're wasting our time. Muller? Sorry, can I take that back? I can't say that. Uh, yes, yeah, sure, sure. Um, all right, all right, just wind it back a bit and we'll go again. Sorry. <clears throat> no worries. Okay, come on. Are you not going to tell me what scares you? I'm scared of what it will be like when we come back. Not everyone gets to see the future. I guess I'm nervous about what the world will look like then. Well, whenever you get back, you'll have to promise us the first exclusive. We want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, OK. Promise. Right, section leader Muller. Am I right in saying you are about 24 hours from losing contact with Earth? Um, not quite, but we're passing the point of being able to speak like this. Everything from now on will be recorded messages. Time is going to get a little funny between our little shuttle and Earth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have time for. So on behalf of myself and everyone left on Earth, we wish you sweet dreams for your big sleep and all the best with whatever waits for you on the other side. Thank you for listening to episode 3 of Purusha, a 10-part Sonic adventure. Tune in next week for episode 4, Torpor.